Hello. Welcome back to Who'd Be an Actor. My name is Mohari Masugu and I am an actor. Today we're going to talk about physiology or my Thai massage. So, what happened was I woke up the other day or yesterday because I'm recording this today after. I woke up and my back and neck were seizing and this has happened to me before and when it did it lasted for months as in the muscles in my back and neck just fro locked in position and froze and I couldn't move and anyone who's been in that kind of who's been in that situation can tell you that the pain of this is excruciating and you don't know just how much movement is necessary in your body until you literally cannot move. And tension can be and is excruciating. So, I woke up and the spasm was traveling up the right side of my back into, the, into my neck right behind my right ear and my brain which remembers that trauma remembers those months of therapy both physical and psychological that part of my brain is simply screamed no loudly and then I booked a massage because I'd been told to when this happened to me I was told you're gonna have to go for a massage every other week just to remind your muscles to relax and also as a treat I internalized as a treat we're gonna note that and we're gonna put that right over there in the corner and focus on something else I laid on that table and prayed that the masseuse would be able to help me uh, because boy was it painful and I braced myself for what was going to be a horrific experience but a necessary experience so imagine my surprise and delight when we started working as in she started working she was massaging and moving and manipulating my body it was a Thai massage I think I mentioned that and she, well, initially she asked me where, she, where we wanted to concentrate, and I said to her, this here, because I couldn't move my arm up anymore. It's just like, this here, vaguely, like, sort of hovering over the, the offending side. And she said, okay, good. But she didn't start there. She sort of placed her hands on me and leaned her weight in, and calmed my body, just pressed in gently so that I, who thought I was relaxed, could actually relax and sink into the table, just let go. Trust that the table can hold me and trust that she knows how to do her job. So the more she did it, the more I realized, oh, that part was tense too. And this part was tense too. 
by the time she got to working like my head I was gone imaginatively I started completely opposite to what I suppose other people well people are supposed to do when you're having a massage you're supposed to like turn off and allow your brain to rest and I guess meditate but no my writer brain started clicking in and I started writing um, a film or a series about a woman that builds an empire by massaging people using her hands and manages to heal and conquer the world. It was incredibly exciting. And then she touched my foot and the pain jolted me back to reality. And as she was working my foot, I remembered that actually I have pre-existing tension in that foot. I'm constantly having to manipulate it myself and clicking it and stuff just to make it feel better. And as she was working it, she found these little spots of tension that, f that felt to me like grizzle. Like she worked and she said, oh, there it is. And then she's just using her hands to manipulate it. So she's working externally. And inside, I'm like, yeah, it's like three of them. They're like little balls that are lined up, and you keep pushing them around. And every time you push them around, oh, there it is. She works them. The pain is sharp. Oh, no, it's not anymore. Oh, it's like <gasps> release of tension. So she moved up my foot into my ankle, and she was working my ankle. And as she was working, I realized that I was noting how each tendon was working with each muscle and like the sinew and I understood what was going on and I was talking as, as odd as it may sound I was talking to each part that she was working on externally I was saying to that part yeah you can let go like I can let go of that now can let go of that. Oh, I didn't know that that was there. She's working the ankle, this huge knot of tension. She finds it, she's working it. And I was just like, how on earth did I manage to put that much weight, the weight of me, on that foot when it's that locked? How did that happen? Also, just how much of like anatomy and physiognomy was I paying attention to in drama school because I know exactly what she's working I know exactly which muscle she's working and I didn't know that that muscle was tense that explains why this you know twinge in my hip is happening and then she traveled up like working out the tension in my leg I was like oh I was right it is literally the reason why there's that knot right there that knot of tension there is feeding that or is it this knot of tension here that's feeding that it was just amazing to me how much of me I knew and how much of the knowledge that had been fed to me and nurtured into me by being in school, by being on stage and in rehearsal rooms and on set, how much of that had settled in my body so I had the language to discern what was happening to me.
as she was working, I was discovering and learning and occasionally being embarrassed by the sounds I was making because it's like, <sighs> you know, that the little sounds of pleasure that you make and, you know, having the odd intrusive thought of, please don't fart, please don't fart, this poor woman. Um, <laughs> and later thinking, I really need to pee, like, I hope she doesn't touch anything that triggers sphincter release. Anyway, as she was working, she got to a, a spot in my hip. Now, to say that this hurt would be an understatement. I've never felt that much pain in my life. Um, not even when I was hit by the car. And when I was hit by the car, oh, yeah, I was hit by a car. Um, when I was hit by the car, that was such a shock that I think my brain kind of disassociated me with it. And I can honestly say that the pain hit me days after I began treatment. But she got to the spot in my hip and I expected it to hurt. I expected it. It's the, it's the leg that was almost ripped off when the car hit me. So I've always, ever since then, worked with the understanding that a little bit more grace to this side and a growing understand that, understanding that the years of grace I've given to this side mean that my right side needs a bit more grace now because it's so like locked and used to carrying the weight of me and my expectations so she's going to find some additional attention there you know but when she was working my left hip, she lifted my leg and laid it across my right leg in a position that should be easy to get into. It's not a, a, a position that's unnatural for your legs to do. It's not opening your hips in an unnatural way. It's folding your leg over the other. It's accessible for me. It should be accessible. I thought it was accessible. The pain that shot through my groin was so sharp and so ugly and so intense. I was surprised. There had been this ball of tension and pain and ugliness sitting in my hip socket, like in my in my groin area on my left side that I hadn't touched. I hadn't worked, I hadn't examined because I expected it to be there. I'd accepted that it was supposed to be there. So I never questioned it. I never tried to work it out. Anytime anything felt uncomfortable there, I accepted that it was part of what was supposed to be uncomfortable. 
because this is the leg that was almost ripped off by the car and the fact that I still have the leg and I not only can walk after I wasn't expecting to walk again but on top of that I can run and after the accident I worked as a professional dancer. I've done pirouettes and leaps and amazing things. I do Muay Thai with this leg. It's amazing. The fact that it can do anything at all is amazing. That's the attitude I had. I had pre-assumed failure because it is a miracle that it was still there. And I don't mean to say miracle with that intonation and that facial expression. It is a miracle that it was there. It's a miracle I didn't die. It's a miracle that I kept my all, my, all my limbs and it's a miracle that I have full functionality. What I have to do now is, what I have to do now in order to maintain full functionality doesn't detract from that miracle. But because of the story of the miracle, I had allowed a part of my body that can and should do more to sit in less in pain, in limited function, I'd dismissed, no, that's the wrong word, I didn't dismiss, I accepted less than because I believed I was capable of less than in that part of me. Um, when she picked up my leg and made it go across tears instantly and I'm laying there trying not to cry because I don't want her to feel bad about doing her job because she's actually helping me and I'm trying to communicate with the part of my body that's in pain saying it's okay it hurts because it has to open and it's really ironic that in order to open it we're closing it <laughs> and I understood that. That's how I approach my career and my life. And a great deal of what we do with ourselves is we have a dream and a hope and I'm speaking here as an actor to another actor, but if you're not, if you're someone who enjoys my podcast, this I'm sure applies to you as well. We have a story that has taken years to build in our lives, in our bodies. And we constantly balance that with the vision that we have for our lives and the hopes that we have for our lives. But what we do consistently is we accept pre-assumed failure because of the story that lives in our bodies. This is despite the training of going into the field that we want to go into, the experiences that we have in that field, the successes that we have. In that, in that field and the failures that we have that are, informant, that are informing us actually I should do this 
next time and actually how how I perceived that failure wasn't the failure so as an actor it would be not getting the job and then asking for feedback from the casting director and hearing instead of oh this is how you botched it hearing you are actually wonderful and amazing and I'm not just saying that because I want you to go away you are actually wonderful it's just we went with someone who was a different tribe tribe here read race but we are all one race so that's never actually made sense to me we are instead thousands of different tribes of human so sometimes they go with a different tribe sometimes they go with someone who's much younger than you so you, you couldn't have played that age because they're much younger than you or they go with someone much older than you so you could have been made up to play that age However, if they already have that someone there, it's only fair to give them the chance to do it. But what you internalized is you were always going to fail because didn't you fail that last edition and that last one and aren't your friends doing better and aren't their careers moving faster and you all had dreams and everyone in drama school or at home or wherever said that you were going to be successful but it's taking such a long time to happen of course it was going to happen it's you you pre-assume failure you pre-assume that wanting to succeed doesn't necessarily mean that you will succeed because it's you and as she was working this knot and this pain it felt like knives like sharp swords and spears digging into my groin and I was 14 again and my mom was giving me physiotherapy to make my leg work because it was refusing to and I realized that when I was 14 and 15 I did just enough to make the leg work I didn't do more than that because it freaking hurt and what was difficult to accept in this huge philosophical moment that I was having in order to run away from the pain, the actual physical pain I was in was I was doing the same thing in my career. I was doing just what I needed to do because doing more had hurt so much that I subconsciously pulled back. When we finished working, she finally, when she finished working my legs, she moved up my back and finally reached the knot that was there. And I was <laughs> amazed, but then again, I shouldn't have been, by the fact that the tension in my back, that muscle, the connection of the tissue and everything, connected to the tension in my hips and in my leg, in the wounded leg. And what, what I was thinking of is like, a slight numbness in my hand was actually coming from a huge knot that's still there. I touched it. Oh, that hurt. In my back, like right there in the wing, the wingspan. And we're going to work that and we're going to keep working it. Because that pain was even worse than this pain. I spent so much time. Re, re, like adjusting my body to 
overcompensate for that pain, that injury that I messed up here. And I forgot that. I wasn't paying attention to that. I forgot that that's why the doctor said you have to go for physio. And then the physio said, well, you don't, now we've got you where you're supposed to be, you don't need to go for physio as much as you need to. What you should do is go for a massage, dip tissue, every every other week. So two massages a month. And I just didn't because who can afford that? Because it's an indulgence. Like that money, the money for an, a massage, two massages for Pete's sake, can go for paying, well, then it could go for paying a couple of bills. Now it goes to paying one bill. Or I can use it to pay for food. Or I can save it for a rainy day, because goodness knows, rainy days come, and they've been raining hard on us. I didn't think of it as a necessity. Because I thought that as long as my body functioned pretty much the way it had been, Nothing else was necessary. And now I'm at a point where we're going to have to work really hard to get my body where knots and spasms aren't happening. That's work that I should have been doing. But I didn't think it was necessary because I was thinking of the method of doing it as indulgent and something I wasn't worthy of. I don't work hard enough to get a massage every other week. I don't earn enough to get a massage every other week. And for Pete's sake, people with like real disposable income are the ones who do that sort of stuff. I waited to be worthy in order to take care of myself and because I haven't allowed myself to feel worthy because of the uh, disparity between my expectation and my trajectory I'm constantly and I have done and am doing amazing things but I am constantly thinking not now, not yet. I sat there at the end, because I had to sit up at the time, so she has to do some stretching and stuff. I sat there, held by this lady and her strong arms as she moved and manipulated my body, simultaneously amazed by how much movement I did have. And sort of crying about the areas where I, I should be able to move, but I, 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 I haven't and I didn't. And I didn't even know that I couldn't. I just thought that, oof, that was a bit twingy. And I thought to myself, dang, I remember a lot about physiology from drama school. True. I just really managed to work my body with someone else. So that's not nonsense. And three, I wonder if 
if I'm not always telling myself I gotta do better, how much I can actually do? Or, more accurately, how much have I already done? Like, if I'm not always worrying about how much I have to do, how much have I already done? I just adjusted there because I realized, like as I said that, my back, kind of, my shoulders went up and it's like knotted a little bit. It's like, let go. <sighs> um, this week we're talking about physiology, like understanding your body and how useful it is as a tool to understand your body and to be able to say, this is what's not working and this is why. And this is what is working, and this is why. So, um, I guess I can end by saying, well, there is no end, is there? I'm not um, one of those uh, podcasters that say, say that, like, we're going to tie up the threads of this and connect them. I just had a moment while I was with the masseuse and I thought I'd share it with you. If I have another moment, maybe I'll share that with you too. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. I love you.